0: Hey you! Yes, you! Thanks for tuning in to the Healthy Wild and Free Podcast. My name is David Benjamin. I'm your host and the founder of HealthyWildandFree.com. If you're like me, you understand that health, the mind-body-spirit-heart connection and living a green, eco-friendly, sustainable lifestyle are some of the most valuable and life-enhancing lessons that we can learn and pass on to our children to live happy and abundant lives. That's why this podcast was created, to help you grow in these areas. If you aren't already subscribed to the newsletter, go to HealthyWildingTree.com, click the box at the top right-hand corner to get a free copy of our latest e-book, and you will be subscribed to be notified of all future podcasts. Thanks for subscribing and tuning in. Enjoy. Hello podcast listeners, this is David Benjamin, your host of the Healthy, Wild and Free podcast. Today we have an amazing guest who is aligned in a lot of ways in the work that I do um, as far as health and healing is concerned and he's a really inspirational person. I've been following his work online for a while now and uh, just has some awesome information, a lot of great content, a lot of inspirational content and uh, I guarantee you're going to really enjoy this interview. So today we have on the show, Troy Casey. His message is very simple, it's healthy me equals a healthy planet. After growing up on the streets and incarcerated as a youth, having drug and alcohol problems as an adult, Troy found solace in a holistic lifestyle and healed himself. Motivated as a Versace model in Milan, Italy 22 years ago, Troy began studying internal purification and nutrition as a holistic way of looking and feeling great in front of the camera. Continuously practicing what he discovered, extensively traveling the world, Troy now coaches, lectures, and inspires people all over the planet with choices for a vital life. He's a Czech-trained holistic health professional, and his specialty is wild Amazonian plant medicine. Most recently, he has worked on a Discovery's Planet Green Network, and his levity-provoking alter ego, the Certified Health Nut can be seen on youtube.com and i'm actually we're going to talk about some of his youtube videos and i'm going to talk about one specifically at the end of the podcast that i'm going to embed on my website because it's absolutely awesome i think the whole world needs to see it so i'm gonna bring him on the show right now troy there Woo!
1: healthy wild and free baby
0: (laughs) that's how we're living how you doing man
1: I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm really happy to be on the show. Thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing me on. I appreciate it there, David.
0: Yeah, glad you could make it. And just like I said in the intro, you're one of the people who really aligns with a lot of the work I do online in, in multiple ways. So uh, I appreciate your time and being on the show. Um, I wanted to start the show how I start all my shows and just ask you a simple question. Um, how did you get into this kind of crazy world of holistic health and wellness? What's your journey up until this point?
1: Yeah, um well you gave a little bit in the bio so I was sitting in Milan, uh Italy and I realized now 22 years later, 23 4 years later that I was probably gluten intolerant as well as intolerant to uh pasteurized dairy and basically many of the commercial food issues that we see out there today and it just I didn't know where to turn. I tried stuff and it didn't work and I was modeling so I was kind of forced to, you know, look and feel my best, um, you know, economically. And so um, I would notice that, you know, the ugly stick would hit me pretty hard if I ate the wrong thing. And I did so much trial and error. My first book on nutrition was Fit for Life, um, which is Marilyn, Harvey and Marilyn Diamond. And I know uh, Marilyn Diamond on on Facebook now and You know that had a lot of uh, vegan ideas in it, and that was their ideas at the time. I know that uh, Marilyn uh, is not vegan anymore, um, and she actually had some health setbacks uh, being on that diet. So, and I had the same experience. So it was kind of the jump off into whole foods, real foods, more fruits and vegetables, which sounded like a great idea. And so I I threw myself headfirst into that, Um, and I, I was vegan for a couple of years and learned a lot from that, studied macrobiotics, um, and a lot of juicing, internal purification, and that's when I got hit to herbs. I understood the dandelion. I didn't know why I was bloating, and I knew that bloating was, um, holding on to water, and I read that dandelion was a diuretic, and I really loved this herb because it made me feel great, and it got all the water out of my face, and, uh, And luckily, I believe that dandelion is a critical component that helped me survive my rock star phase of alcoholism and and, uh, really got heavy into drugs and alcohol. And uh, I would take dandelion and some of my health principles, and so I would kind of balance the scales out. I'd go, you know, buck wild and party like a rock star for for five days on end, and then I'd clean up for the rest of it, juicing and and just do that cycle all over again. So – two years ago, and then I eventually quit uh, uh, partying and really wanted, had a desire to get my act together, and so um, I realized that it's probably in my best interest to deal with the mental and emotional aspects that were driving my self-medication, anxiety, whatever was really going on internal, and so for the last 15 years, I've been Uh, studying and practicing uh, holistic healing and understanding of the mental and emotional and spiritual component. I spent six years uh, practicing Vipassana meditation. I did nine courses, uh, long courses in silence, and uh, that really changed my life and and healed me on many levels. I started working with indigenous Maori healers um, from New Zealand, and that changed my life. I had... uh, Many miracles performed on me and breakthroughs, and I'm still working with them uh, as a, to this day. They're in Topanga Canyon this weekend, and I'm going to pick one of them up from the airport. And I've been working with them for basically 13, 14 years. Uh, and then uh, doing ayahuasca in the Amazon and shamanic medicine in the Andes and my own exploration um, of, of the mind and altered states of consciousness. I've got 200 hours in the flotation tank. Um, and so, and then I'm just, I'm committed to my own personal enlightenment, and, um, you know, every time I get pretty caught up in trying to change the world, <laughs> all these spiritual woo-woo people tell me that, you know, <laughs> you got to change yourself, and I, I realize that, but there's also a pretty uh, epidemic situation with the systems on the planet, so it's that balancing of working on myself and uh, and and sharing information that I think is beneficial for uh, planetary wellness as as well
0: right yeah I agree it starts with yourself and then it just branches out from there and then it's, it's kind of a teaching and inspiring educational process um, so a lot a lot of inter- you have a very interesting story a lot of uh, kind of diversity with you know the different kind of cultures you've worked with and the different plant medicines you've worked with and all these different kind of healing modalities Um what, what, what did you kind of get into first? And then how did, how did that kind of evolve like that? I mean, most people, they, you know, they use one thing and then they use, you know, they're like, I'm, this is the only way to heal. And this you know, essential oils is the answer, herbs are the answer, or, you know, diet is the only thing and you can't have any supplements, you know, what, what made you be so fluid and how did you kind of ext- extrapolate value from all these different cultures and healing modalities?
1: Well, you know, I think there's value in in if someone has one solid practice. However, I think at this stage of the game of human development um, and the fact that we're living, you know, uh, uh, longer lives or we're more exposed to information. When it came to Vipassana, for example, um, it is uh, a technique that that is it and it will dig down to the root. Uh, I was guided uh, to... Stop meditating because it was bringing a lot of anxiety if I didn't get the religious aspect of, oh, I have to sit every day. Oh, I'm not sitting. And then I would get angry at myself and uh, I would get anxious. And so what I, what I was guided uh, by my soul was to start basically living and breathing and feeling the sensations on my body and paying attention uh, to uh, my breath in every waking moment. And so um, it's just been recently that I've, I've gotten back into uh, a solid meditation practice because um, my life has gotten out of balance. I, I had two kids uh, recently, and just getting uh, their rhythms down and my rhythms and my wife's rhythms and staying focused on what needs to work and exhaustion and all those other things that transform and we don't really have our elders to kind of guide us and or watch the children for us. So it's been a real learning curve for me and I and I got out of balance and I've been working diligently uh, for many months now to really restore my balance with meditation, Tai Chi, and I'm, I'm working with a lot of different healers right now. I feel that healers and techniques and modalities, um, you know, each one can – Scratch an itch that you cannot reach, and so when it comes to hallucinogenic plants, for example, they open up your perception. They 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 lower barriers, and so you can see things differently. And um, and I'm I, I'm not advocating them for everyone, and I don't uh, advocate them as recreational use. I do them in ceremony, um, and and uh, I have respect and reverence. Uh, for any substances that I use at this point in time in my life, and so when it comes to you know what practitioners do I work with? Well, I started doing art therapy because Paul Check taught me you know it, it's good for whole brain balancing and, and left brain activation, and I I started doing it and I really enjoyed myself. And enjoyment is a key component to being uh, health healthy. And I shared some of my art on Facebook, and one of my friend said, hey, I've got a master's in art therapy, and I thought that was fascinating. I thought, you know, wow, somebody's got a master's in art therapy. So I started working with her, and we didn't go directly into, um, into art therapy. She started uh, doing uh, hypnosis with me, and, and I, I uh, got uh, profound changes just from that. And so I'm very open, and I go on resonance. I don't just go over here to try this and go over there to try that. I go on resonance. What resonates with my soul? What resonates with me in this time and the moment? Uh, and if I meet with the person, because I don't like, you know, I don't like being in any Tom, Dick, and Harry's, you know, energy field for the most part. I like to have my own energy field, you know, clean and clear as much as possible. That's why I spend a lot of time in nature. And so, uh, however, if I resonate with the person and my intuition is high on it, then I will work with them. And I've had great results from all sorts of practitioners. In fact, uh, I'm opening up a page on CertifiedHealthNut.com that's going to have uh, practitioners that I vet and that I experience uh, and that I recommend because ultimately at this time in human history, I mean, we've all been so disconnected from each other and disconnected from source, and a lot of good healers can – Uh, help facilitate that reconnection good healers are only a conduit they're simply a conduit uh if anybody's trying to sell you the holy grail and that you know they're jesus christ incarnate or something like that or this is it then it's probably not it um i i I worked with papa joe for a long time the, the great maori healer uh before he died and, you know, he, went, he was invited to speak at the famous uh, uh, Golden Bridge in Los Angeles, a Kundalini Center. And uh, he told people flat out, he goes, look, yoga ain't it. <laughs> I thought that was so funny <laughs> saying that in the yoga studio. And you see that in Los Angeles. People get all doped up like, hey, man, I do yoga, man. My 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 poop doesn't sink. And, you know, you should do yoga, too. And, and people are You know, getting high on their own supply, and they're not doing, they're not continuing their work. Now, yoga is very valuable. So he finished that statement with yoga isn't it? It's all it. You can get your medicine from someone who cuts you off in traffic. You can get your medicine from, uh, you know, you know, having an illness. You know, Paul Cech likes to say, you know, be thankful when cancer shows up because that is your true, true guru. That is the thing that is here to teach you to wake up to a lifestyle that's not balanced. So, so these are kind of, you know, my come-froms, if, 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 you, if you will. And, you know, I'm, I'm after personal enlightenment. Not everybody has that, uh, that goal. And so, uh, and I have a lot of stuff to work through, and I think healing goes hand in hand with the amount of trauma a person's had or uh, how deep the wound is that they have had in the past, whether that's nutritionally, um, you know, uh, or whether that's with parental styles. And as much as I'm studying my own parental styles now, I realize that, You know, as far back as the Romans, they used to, you know, abuse children and get them toughened up so they could go out and kill people. And a lot of that stuff still resides in our society today. And so my son's going to Waldorf, and I'm getting a real education on how to best facilitate my son uh, at home uh, as well as in the educational uh, system that he's in. And it's been a great eye-opening for me, and it's also – continued my steady work uh, as becoming the best parent I can be and the best husband I can be. So I'm very committed to that. So does that answer your question? I know that kind of went around quite a bit.
0: No, Yeah, definitely it does. Uh, Quick question, what exactly is art therapy? I don't think I've heard of that before.
1: So art therapy is basically um, I think they're trained in to see, you know, Lines, movement, color, um, all of the elements of art and really see where your development has been blocked. you look you can look at chakra systems, you can look at you know if the left foot is not um, on the ground, that person is not grounded and, and maybe there's a feminine issue um, or if, Feminine issue can also be, you know, left brain development. Um, and I get the hemispheres mixed up sometimes, so don't quote me on that. But, um, you know, wh- whatever is the creative, yin, feminine uh, side of the brain, there can be uh, brain developments that, that, have been, that have been stunted. And it just helps to pinpoint. And also uh, it helps to get the feedback. Um, and also if they're drawing faces and family you know, somebody doesn't have an arm or, you know, there's like no mistakes in art therapy. And then uh, I did a mandala. I posted it up on my Facebook. I think I'm going to repost it on my YouTube, uh, where she just basically broke broke it down. Uh, I did a circle. This is what Paul Check taught me. Just draw a circle and you can use whatever pens. And then you just start drawing and really don't question what you're drawing. And this particular one kind of had a shamanic theme. It was it was pretty incredible. There was some breakthrough energy. I had uh, kind of arrows coming outside of the mandala, and I think even drawing outside the mandala has uh, something to say about it. The colors that I, I was using were elf and spirituality. There were greens and blues. There was a lot of different lines, which was movement, and there was wheels in it, which also represented movement and or uh, gateways. Um, so she kind of broke it down, and it made a lot of sense because when I drew it, I was going through exactly what she was talking about, and she basically said it was representative to my intuition, and I basically moved, like, right after I drew that picture. Um, I was in, I was in uh, temporary housing. We had mold in our house, and um, so I was in temporary housing for the last six months. And there, was, there was a lot of stuff that I went through, and so she was able to help uh, me understand that, and, uh, and then I also had some drawings of my family of when I was younger, and she helped me resolve some issues with that and uh, you know, basically tell me you know, now it's time to burn those images and, and let go of them and you know, maybe do a little ceremony around that. So the small amount of art therapy that I did with her I thought was uh, very profound. And look, I recommend anyone... Just get out a pad of paper and go to go to the uh, staple store and, and, and get some get some pen, colored pencils and colored pens, different mediums, and maybe a protractor and a and a, and a compass and some some other drawing uh, implements, and just go and do it yourself and really see what comes out. I never gave my permission to myself permission to do art, and when I drew before, I always told myself I didn't know how, and since Paul checked. Uh, taught me this stuff it's been for me it's been mind-blowing it's been a a real good release it's good with my children and so um, and it also is whole brain activation uh, whole brain synthesis because we live in a society that is uh, right brain dominant which is you know tactile logical mathematical linguistics um, and you know, the other side of the brain is the creative, problem-solving imagination. And if you look at the way the brain is developed as a child, we actually put all the linguistics and mathematics at a very young age, and the imagination and problem-solving and creative centers of the brain are developing up until 11 years. That's why my son's in Waldorf. Um, Paul Check, I did a video with him that, that explains the importance of this brain development and, and kind of what's, what's happening. Um, does that answer your question,
0: David? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cool. Is there is there any other therapies? I mean, that, what's kind of interesting about that, and this is something I've been kind of noticing more as of late from the just different health events I've gone, gone to and different kind of people that I follow, there seems to be a lot of kind of multidimensional therapies that incorporate a lot of the senses now. So, like you mentioned, the float tank. I've, I've done a few sessions of that myself. Uh, even, I mean, chiropractic work, massage, aromatherapy, acupuncture, there's a lot of, like, Uh, kind of sensually stimulating healing therapies that kind of integrate the senses. And I guess you could even kind of include ayahuasca within that is it's more in your mind, obviously, and you're kind of experiencing these senses within your mind, but it's something that kind of seems to be a new sort of healing kind of movement, if you will. Are there any other kind of healing therapies or modalities that kind of are cutting edge like that, that, that you'd recommend or that you use in your own life? Yes. Um,
1: Well, and if you look at brain development, neurofeedback, biofeedback, which is kind of new if you look at the last, uh, I think, 30 or 40 years, since we've had uh, devices that can actually give you uh, biofeedback and neurofeedback, and And actually the neurofeedback devices have uh, only uh, really come on the market in the last five or six years because the computing technology is so much faster and cheaper now. So there's, a, there's a, a company called Brain State Technology, and this, this guy uh, was mugged, and he was beaten to an inch of his life, and he had brain damage and stuff. And he was an engineer. I think he was a software engineer. And somehow he figured out this technology and used it on himself and healed himself. And I did some sessions uh, with that. It's called Neuro, it's Neurofeedback Brain State. But my friend Don Estes has been working on Sound 25 years, and his sound therapy, he's been uh, making uh, transducer beds. And a transducer is uh, basically a bass magnet without the speaker. So uh, if you put it underneath a water bed or uh, in a, a, a kind of a gel chair, uh, I think he sells the chairs for like $3,500, and you can listen to music, healing music, maybe Tibetan bowls or um, chanting or any types of these healing types of music, and it vibrates through your whole body. But get this. He's been working on this technology um, for, for many years, and he went to a tech conference, and he hooked up with the IBM prodigies that own one of the biggest supercomputers in the world. If you know anything about supercomputers, the only people that have access to them are, are probably either billionaires or governments. And so I think what is the, the, the mili- U.S. military uh, uh, supercomputer, I think it's called Red Storm or something like that. Um, so anyhow, it has the computing technology that's, you know, that has the ability to crunch huge algorithms. So he wrote an algorithm that basically takes your voice and splits it and puts it through this algorithm and uh, feeds it back to you to your highest potential and then puts it in uh, uh, right and left uh, hemispheres uh, in your ears in binaural phasing and allows your brain to put it together or split the difference, if you will. So the healing happens neurologically inside the brain. And so you can use – he basically told me you speak into it uh, utilizing, utilizing, um, uh, let's say, your optimal self. I wake up, my cells – are vibrant. I am well rested. I sleep deeply. Uh, business flows easily with me. Ease and grace is in my life. And if you actually look at prayer technology, which many of the ancient religions taught, when you speak into formless substance, thought, word, action manifests in the flesh. So, so when you speak into formless substance, that which you speak manifests eventually. And depending on the amount of emotional weight. Uh, W-E-I-G-H-T is in direct correlation to how much time you have to wait, W-A-I-T. So ultimately, um, you know, when we're moving through through something as technologically advanced as what Don Estes does and his, his website's called theporticle.com, theporticle.com and you can, you can write me on Facebook and and I can give you the link if, if you can't find it. Uh, but what what it does is it actually heals these neurologically uh, and has the potential, and it's doing it with a technological advancement of a computer and binaural phasing and these real upgraded Bose headphones that we have, or even your iPad, uh, iPhone uh, earbuds are excellent for this as well. And so, um, what what it does is. Um, again, the prayer techno it's like prayer technology on steroids. You're hearing yourself basically echo, and it feeds back into another loop. There's actually two phases of it. Um, uh, one feeds back, and you hear yourself echoing for over three minutes. So You say, huh. I, am, I am pure love and kindness, and that will reverberate back, and sometimes it gives you a different message for you to speak back into it as well, and so you, you can use it as an oracle. And the the awesome thing about this, David, and I really recommend everybody check this out, is it also has a, has a visual fractal. So it, it, it sends back a sacred geometric fractal so you can visually see it. So, and he has healing sessions in his place with one of these sound beds. So there's an auditory, kinesthetic, and, and visual component of this healing, um, if you, have, you can also buy his technology for, for, for home, and this technology is fairly cheap, and he's working on an iPhone app. So really cutting-edge huh. technology that gives you the feedback loop of your highest potential. And the reason I mentioned the supercomputer guys and the IBM uh, prodigies, look, every Tom, Dick, and Harry does not have access to that type of, of computing technology. But obviously, these high-level guys attributing something awesome to humanity, and so they've been working with him for years. And they just upgraded the technology so where you can download it onto your laptop. Then he figured out that sound was all flat uh, with music, and he, figured, he he put together an app uh, for DJs, and it's going to be ready for the iPhone. Except for there's quite a few people looking at it right now, um, including Chris Blackwell from Island Records, who owns the the, the, the Bob Marley catalog, and the Chinese because they want to they want to they want to beat Hollywood at their own game. So they've been looking at his sound technology, and I think there's some deals on the plate. So we pulled down the website the technology to uh, the DJs. But you can still get theporticle.com. You can get that and download that on, on your stuff. And, you know, uh, I recommend, you know, trying and seeing whatever works and ultimately what resonates with you um, because that's, you know, it's not what I say. It's what resonates with you, what's calling you. Right. And here's the yeah. thing, when you're taking ayahuasca – You're seeing these fractals in your own consciousness. You're hearing uh, these elements. Your soul is talking to you through this. You talk about the senses and these sensory elements. You drink a cup of ayahuasca. That stuff moves through your intestines, through your bile ducts. That thing is climbing through you like a grandmother coaxing a child going, what's wrong, honey? You know, get it out. Get it out of your DNA. Get it out of your liver. Get it out of your intestines. You know, ayahuasca is just brilliant intelligence implanted by God on the planet for humanity when things go haywire in the world, man goes back to the origins and ayahuasca is is, is the origins the the folklore in the rainforest is that is the, the phone home if you will um
0: what well, quick, so, question, quick question yeah, what your your first experience with ayahuasca how many times have you done ayahuasca uh
1: about 30 times or so.
0: Okay, so you have quite a bit of experience with it. What What was your first experience with ayahuasca, and how has that kind of changed over time? And, and for the listeners, just what is it kind of a quick, yeah. brief overview on ayahuasca?
1: Um, so, uh, I, ayahuasca does... Um, well, first of all, there's going to be a physical component. It cleanses the liver, the gallbladder, or the intestines. Um, it's, it's, it's very bitter and very alkaline. So it goes in and just basically dumps the liver. And, um, uh, and then it also purges the, the intestines. So uh, you can physically puke on it and you can physically, you know, uh, uh, have diarrhea or just all of the above. But more importantly than that, it goes through the nervous system where we hold our beliefs and it goes mm. into the DNA. It's like a system defrag because a lot of people, a lot of the programs that are running in humanity right now really come from memes. And memes are simply ideas with values attached to them. And some of them can be beneficial and some of them, most of them not. For example, a typical meme is milk is good food. If you're drinking pasteurized, homogenized food, nothing could be further pasteurized, homogenized milk. Nothing could be further from the truth. So you know, Coke is good. You know, Co- Coke is good with friends, or you know, whatever their advertising commercial. Premarital sex is bad for you. And then the girl that goes to Catholic school, you know, bones the hockey team, and 40 years later, or 30 years later, she's got vaginal cancer because she held, you know, this guilt trip energy. In you know the lower chakras because she was actually breaking the fundamental belief that she has, so she's at um, she's at she's at arms within herself, and so um, you, you see this. And you know, the, religions I think have some of the some of the most oppressive memes, and so um, so ayahuasca has the ability uh, to do like a system defrag on your consciousness and really open you up. Open the heart chakra up and um, and have you allow yourself to look at um, the beliefs you're holding on to and look at your life and seeing if what you're doing is actually working. And then, you know, ayahuasca can show you the doorway. However, once you're done with ceremony, you have to put that stuff into action. I've had... Uh, I've had incredible visions uh, coming in the form of knowings for myself, um, uh, of of what I was to do or what was to come. Part of my legacy, part of certified health, not part of my family, before I was even married. And so. Uh, and then when I go out into the world, it's, it's up to me to execute these, these answers, these ideas, these visions that, 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 that come to me. So again, to reiterate, it cleanses the liver, the gallbladder, the intestines. More importantly, it penetrates the nervous system. And there's not too much that does the nervous system. There's some of the yoga techniques. The Vipassana meditation works on that as well. Um, and then I like what's with the DNA. Mm. And so... There's only a handful of things that really address the nervous system. That's why having a Swiss ball is so important for proprioception and really balance and core stability. Uh, uh, Lifting heavy weights can also be extremely beneficial for your nervous system. You know, this is a lot of Paul Czech's work. Uh, And so uh, so it goes into the nervous system um, and ultimately into your DNA codes and see what's working and what's not and allows you the choice to shift.
0: As far as experiencing ayahuasca, was it more of a calming experience for you or more of like a, a charged experience, if you will?
1: Um, you know, I've had some pretty gnarly experiences. None of my ayahuasca experiences have been like, I've heard so many people like, oh, my God, it was so beautiful last night and it was celestial and I went out to the... Andromeda Galaxy, and I saw God and the angels, and, and I've had glimpses. I actually have never had any of that, like, you know, talking to the angels. I've never left my body. You know, that's just hmm. my personal experience, and not that the next time I, I could totally, you know, have oneness and, and, uh, with the universe, and I could come back and report something different, but that's my personal experience. Everyone's different, and everyone has a different experience. I've also heard the, the opposite about hell. Now, I have dealt with a lot of hell. But if you talk to the shamans, they'll say the hell experiences are much better because you get to learn more profound elements uh, and, and, and takeaway points. And so, uh, so I've dealt with a, a lot of puking, a lot of yawning, which has also uh, been reflected back to me that it's a nervous system issue uh, hmm. and, or, and or piling new neural nets, uh, connecting new neural pathways. And so, like, lots of yawning, like, <clears throat> I couldn't shake it, man, um, for a whole ceremony. And it would kill me, too. I'd be like, oh, my God, this is killing me. It would, and maybe it was just, you know, levels of boredom or disgust that were inside of me. That's what, that's what the shaman told me down there. And so, um, so you know, anything's possible when, when you're doing these ceremonies. And I would try and drink heroic doses trying to get enlightenment in, in an evening. And, you know, I'd pay the price and, and you know, I'd... I'd just want to throw up so bad and I couldn't get out of my body. And they'll also tell you that that's good as well. When it stays in your body, it penetrates your nervous system much deeper. And so um, so everything's got good medicine. A good purge will make you feel great. It stays in your system for a long time. Um, it's, you know, it's going to do more uh, medicinal work on you. And so. How do you- uh, so- Go ahead. So my just to reiterate my my personal experience, you know, I've had a lot of knowings in it, and um, there hasn't been any kind of real blissful experiences on it except for the next day or after ceremony. Your heart's open. The being in the Amazon rainforest is life changing. The mosquitoes, the birds, the singing, the frequency and vibration of all the insects is tuning you up, the fresh oxygen. I mean, it's a full-blown, life-changing experience being down there, an upgrade in your consciousness. And so, um, experiences, and coming home, uh, having much more epiphanies, being much more aligned with my purpose in the world, um, you know, what it is I'm, I'm, I'm here to do, and and, and, you know, all my work with Amazon Herbs and, 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 and what, I, what I did with that company, a lot of that was fueled by the ceremonies I did in, 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 in the Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm. On the Amazon note, that's something that's really interesting to me is Amazon Rainforest. A lot of the listeners are familiar kind of with the Amazon Rainforest. They've seen the Sacred Science documentary, for example. I talked about that a bit. Um, what, what makes the Amazon rainforest so special to you beyond what you mentioned? And why do you think the medicinal plants and herbs from the rainforest are so incredible as compared to your regular herbs that you can get in North America?
1: Well, I mean, the phytochemical compounds, the alkaloids, the minerals, the, those compounds are not found in any other plants. I mean, it'd be great if we could get everything in North America. uh, And there's plenty of medicines up here for us. The fact of the matter is we've kind of lost our own way for a lot of these medicines. A, B, we're in such dire straits, right? A critical situation. And so, um, and people are dealing with serious, serious uh, degenerative issues, stuff you don't see in, 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 in the rainforest or Centurion communities. And so, and these plants can assist the body in nutritionally in helping to balance and restore energy levels, to cleanse, nourish, and balance the cells at the cellular level. Macronutrients are very important. Don't get me wrong; I'm, I'm, I'm big on nutrition, and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I eat you know only the best uh, whole foods and, and fats and everything else. However, your phytonutrients are so important, and um, the Amazon offers. Well, first of all, the herbs from the Amazon Herb Company are—they're not irradiated, they're not fumigated, they're not chemically altered in any way, and so—and uh, they've had the highest standards in bringing them to market, like the Camu Camu, for for, for example. The Camu Camu alone has four hundred phytochemicals for the brain. It has oleic acid, which is you know. Many of these components are anti-mutagenic, anti-cancer, anti-viral, anti—I mean, the list goes on. And and don't even quote me or 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 anyone else, why don't you go to the National Cancer Institute? They have over 1,000 documented plants um, from the Amazon. 42% of all drugs and 25% of all cancer drugs get this footprint from rainforest plants. And so this is a very important region when it comes to the world's medicines. In the fact of the matter, if you know anything about drugs, when you isolate and standardize chemicals, they wreak havoc in the body. That's why cable salt is so terrible for you, but when you use a whole salt, it's actually very beneficial for you. And so the same thing, thing can be said with, with, with herbs. And the phytochemistry, for example, if there is an alkaloid that can be deadly if you isolate and standardize it and put it in a drug, if you have it as a whole herb, then it's it's chemically balanced and it's a perfect interface for human biochemistry. And so, and, and so, you know, that's why you hear miracle stories of I've had so many clients with many major, major issues. um, And you hear them, you know, utilizing uh, that nutrition to heal their body. And it only makes sense. Look at what Hippocrates says. Who is Hippocrates? Well, he was the father of modern-day medicine. And what do doctors, all doctors today do? Take the hip to do no harm. And What kind of harm is being perpetuated on people that uh, go into hospitals, doctors, and take drugs right now? I mean, that's open for speculation because that's not printed on the national news, but my research shows that uh, uh, properly prescribed drugs, adverse reactions from properly prescribed drugs. Uh, as well as malpractice and these other elements, this is the number one cause of death in America, and so so you start to look at that. Not that doctors are evil people; they're just they're just they're just trained by drug companies that are down for making a profit. And so, and where do the drug companies get most of their compounds, or, or a large percentage of the derivatives of their compounds? They get them from rainforest plants. So you know, putting rainforest plants in your body, especially the ones that are in the Amazon herb line, is so beneficial because they're tonic herbs, meaning they're like foods. You can eat them every day and no imbalances will occur. So it's becomes right. a win-win, no, no-brainer situation when you put these things in your body and you diet them for, you know, long periods of time or even mega-dose for short periods of time, you will feel a difference. And so that's why I've been so passionate over the years uh, with with those herbs and, and those plants, and I worked with American herbs for many many years. I I I, I trained all of uh, Dr. Schultz's materials. I watched all of his stuff. I did all of his liver flushes and everything. I love wild American herbs. But wild American, wild Amazonian herbs, are the most powerful you can get on the planet.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: I know I segued a little bit, but did I answer that, the question that you asked?
0: yeah yeah it's definitely for me too. I mean it's been something that i've I've been taking the herbs since I was I don't know like eleven or twelve when my mom first discovered them, and i you know I wouldn't take them daily or anything, but at that age, just starting to take those and it was funny at the time too, you could taste you know they they've changed the herbs a bit as far as like you know now there's stevia in the blend, so it's a little bit sweeter. but back then, the herbs were bitter as can be, and you know you just had to stomach it and it was, it was part of the process. Um, but the interesting thing too is that you know right now I believe only 3% of the Amazon rainforest is actually researched, or the, the plants in the rainforest so I mean imagine if we could just research 10% of the rainforest I, I mean I think there's a cure for everything within the Amazon rainforest easily and then some, a cure for everything and then you know consciousness expansion and, and all these other types of things that we have yet to discover in the Amazon rainforest um, so yeah, for, I, I mean for someone like you and myself our experiences have been very impactful. We've, we've felt the therapeutic value of them, and it's something that uh, we not only understand on a cognitive level, but we live on a day-to-day basis. Um, out of curiosity, what, what herbs, which herbs are your favorite from the Amazon that you feel kind of are the most re- relevant to kind of Americans, for example, and the most need and use for?
1: Well, for me, man, I like to have energy and feel young and youthful and have muscles and all that stuff. And I'm animalistic, so I like all the dynamics of that. And so sumacodon, hands down, has been my favorite for plus years. So suma, maca, muipuama, 19 amino acids, um, you know, the wild stevia to help balance out the blood sugar. That formula is brilliant. And so illumination, pure camo, I mean, pure camo and, and sumacazon is pretty much what I've been dieting daily, you know, for years. I cycle on and off of my sumacazon so my body doesn't
0: get so used to it, but, mm-hmm. but God, I mean, that's, that's like youth in a bottle right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk, talk about cycling a little bit. That's something that I think a lot of people don't know about yet, but as far as making your herbs more impactful, what do you mean by cycling and how do you do that in your life?
1: Well, I try and rotate everything, you know. I think it brings us back to the beginning of our conversation,
0: I me mean, rotating out of my Vipassana
1: meditation practice. I think that was healthy for me. And so, um, so you know, that, that way you don't get stuck in one pattern and just think you're enlightened and maybe your work's not done and you still have blockages and stuff. And so, with nutritionally, it can be the same thing. And, well, nutritionally, the I mean, herbs are different from 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 meats and stuff like that, especially when it comes to meats, you won't, you want to go on a four day rotational diet because your, your digestive tract takes 72 hours to allow things to pass through it. And so if you're constantly eating chicken and eggs and chicken and eggs or pork and you know, that stuff's going to, th- those things are going to build up in your tissues and that's not the way we used to hunt and gather. We used to hunt and gather whatever was available. And so, um, and, and, like let's just say you were on the northern plains and you were hunting buffalo, and buffalo was the primary element, Well, at least it was extremely natural, and they 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 you know they ate nose to tail, and you know they were eating the organs, and they had use for everything else, which we don't we don't even rotate into organs, you know organs right. is another excellent rotational uh, uh, diet component, and so uh, that we've lost our way, which is kind of being uh, found back with some of these. Paleolithic uh, uh, sensibilities, and so uh, and and that's the thing. I'm stuck on any one thing, and I'm not anti-vegan. I'm just not. I'm anti-vegan long term. If it doesn't work for you, people got to pay attention to that stuff. But I go on uh, vegan diets and and uh, you know cleansing diets and stuff like that just to rotate my body. But blood sugar is probably the most important thing that that I realize. Um, you know, so. So, you know, you always want to keep your blood sugar as balanced as, as possible. At the same time, flooding yourself with as many nutrients as possible. And so, um, uh, and then, you know, rotating whenever you can. If I'm taking some macas on every day, I mean, you take that much maca, your body's going to get used to that. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to stay on it forever because, man, my muscles got so pumped up just by taking that stuff. And it makes sense because it has those 19 amino acids. They're so bioavailable.
0: Right. How do, how do you keep your blood sugar levels balanced then? What do you do specifically? Uh,
1: well, I uh, eat space meals and eat towards my metabolic type. So um, I eat a lot of fat, protein, and, uh, um, and depending on how my bowel movements go in the morning, um, sometimes I skip a meal do a little intermittent fasting. So I like to have a meal after I I have a bowel movement. And so, um, so sometimes I'll have a meal replacement. Um, I I have some greens and I'll throw in some Amazon herbs, power shake, and, you know, a a bunch of stuff, maybe some acai or something, or, or maybe a fresh squeezed juice and I'll have some Dr. Schultz superfoods. Um, and, um, and then, but that's, that's considered, you know, uh, Uh, somewhat of a breakfast and or somewhat of an intermittent fast because it's liquid pre digested nutrient dense, mineral rich food. So it's going to go with no taxation on your digestive tract. So it's got nutrients. So your cells are going to be fed. Uh, It may be a little calorie restricted, but as soon as I have a bowel movement, then I usually have a balanced meal. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, and for me as a high oxidizer, I usually have, you know, anywhere from 75 to 90% uh, uh, animal protein, um, and unless I'm rotating it with uh, my vegan uh, situation, which I usually I'd like rice and beans or something like that. And so and I'm always fine-tuning and I'm always paying attention to what's going on in, inside my own body, and I live in the modern world. Sometimes I don't have time to go home and cook a meal. just bought a crock pot recently, man, and I love that thing, man. You throw the stuff in it, <laughs> you get the cheaper, cheaper cuts of meat that are more nutritious, the bones, and you chuck it in there and you come home and it's, finish some celery some onion garlic boom it's finished it you you, you you eat that up and it's like a gourmet meal
0: so yeah. uh,
1: keeping blood sugar balanced is by proper meal spacing and eating towards your metabolic type
0: okay gotcha and then for you that's just kind of the protein and healthy fats is what kind of balances that for you because yeah of metabolic I, okay
1: right i'll, I'll have coconut oil also you know I got to balance my blood sugar at night. So if you're waking up urinating, night sweats, this is all cortisol release. Your body's, you know, releasing, you know, it's it's, it's not getting the prop, proper, proper blood sugar. So your body thinks it's going to die when that happens. So cortisol gets released and then adrenaline shoots in there. And these are all survival sympathetic nervous system um, um, responses. And so if you're oh. in a constant fight or flight stress mode situation, that's not healthy. So, um, through the Czech Institute, I was trained to, to either have uh, a little bit of protein and/or some fat. So sometimes just before I, I go to bed, maybe I'll have a, a piece of bison jerky or um, maybe a piece of organic salami and some coconut oil, just to, just to keep my uh, my blood sugar uh, taken care of. And I tell you, you know, David, all the times I was I was doing all these diet paradigms, trying this and trying that. I mean, I would eat, you know, a lot. And now that I've really fine-tuned exactly what my body wants, me personally, I don't eat that much, man. And actually, you know what? I'm married into the Korean uh, culture, and it's, it's a beautiful traditional diet. It's small food. It's an antifungal diet. There's no inflammatory agents in it, and uh, it's heavily rotational. And, uh, um, and it's a lot of little food. And so that's kind of the way I, I eat. You know, I'll have a bowl of soup, maybe a little bit of a little bit of rice, some seaweed, some kimchi, some veggies. And that's basically the way I eat. I don't eat that much.
0: Very cool. Yeah, it's funny. For me, in, in my life, too, I've noticed over time as I've fine-tuned kind of what my body craves and what, you know, I desire as far as my nutritional profiling and, and just understanding my n- nutritional deficiencies through biofeedback testing, electrodermal screening. It's it's made it easier for me to kind of fine tune my diet in a way that I don't eat as much. I eat at better timing so that my food digests better. And I, you know, it's really you can really optimize that, which is really nice. Um, you talked a bit about uh, Paul Czech in this interview, and you're a Czech certified health coach. Can you talk a bit about that and what kind of what that entails if someone would be interested in having you as their health coach? Yes, so
1: um, I met Paul Czech online. Part of, One of the major visions I had doing ayahuasca was for the Certified Health Nut, which was an amalgamation of my on-camera career. I was doing stand-up comedy at the time and my health studies. And so when I came out of the jungle, YouTube was a reality, and I started posting some of my exotic footage. Soon after I got married, I had a child in, in, in water and my living room and, and I posted that on YouTube and I gained some popularity quick. And there was only a handful of people doing uh, YouTube videos at the time. Um, Sean Croxton from Underground Wellness, Paul Check, uh, Dan the Life Regenerator, um, pretty much like that were some of the first people on there. Um, and so I, I watched Paul Check's The Dirt Facts video and... I, I, cl- I claim that it's the most uh, uh, most powerful nutrition video on the whole internet because he bypasses what most people talk about—macronutrients and stuff like that—and what diet paradigm to eat. And he goes right into the soil and he explains it. And he talks about the closed organic cycle and the spiritual component that Rudolf Steiner and Walter Russell taught about how life eats life, um, and so really goes into detail and soil microbes what being a quote-unquote vegetarian means and all this stuff. And it was mind-blowing. It's about a two-hour lecture. You can still find it on YouTube. And so I followed him for two or three years. And one day he wrote a blog on respecting the earth and not washing your clothes too much and flushing your toilet and, you know, being healthy and being, you know, conscious. You know, you're only as uh, conscious as you are healthy and I, I was in tears, you know, because it was it aligned was with all my core values and my soul, and I was just like, I've got to meet this guy. And I knew he had an institute, and I knew he taught all over the world, so I went on his website and found out when he was teaching. And sure enough, you got it. usually, unless it's uh, Australia or somewhere else where he's teaching some of his baseline courses, you usually have to take prerequisites. So I took holistic lifestyle coaching, number one, And then I took number two with him, and I got to meet him. In the meantime, my friend did a film and uh, uh, put him in it called The Cure Is You, and and I filmed him and did an interview on him, and uh, and he loved my work, and we've become friends ever since. However, the education that I got him helped compartmentalize and systematize all the knowledge that I had known, and actually a ton more. I mean, I could study for the rest of my life Paul Paul check's materials, and I I, I, you know, I'd be lucky if I could handle it all. I mean, I, the three courses I took from him, I'm still digesting it. I still have my manuals. I still go back to it. I still have his, the reading materials he suggested. I'm still studying them. I still consult them to try and coach clients. And so basically Paul teaches six foundation principles. He zeroed out what it takes to be healthy. So people couldn't argue about, you know, fundamental uh, situations. Uh, so air, um, um, Thoughts, breathing, movement, sleep, hydration, nutrition. Those are six foundation principles. Everyone has to have them in balanced forms. Otherwise, there's going to be a price to pay. Uh, and then he puts uh, his coaching um, curriculum into sessions. So I work with clients. I give them very simple, uh, thing, uh, simple programs to do in the, in the quadrants of the four doctors, that you, the last four doctors, doctors you will ever need. So Dr. Quiet. In the realm, which is the chief physician, in the realm of sleep, rest, meditation, contemplation, uh, doctor diet, doctor movement, and doctor happiness, which is where the art comes in and living your purpose and um, you know just doing things that make you happy, getting into nature. So depending on, and then I, then he has uh, assessment forms. So I do full paperwork on on their diet and lifestyle and I find out where their physiological stress load. Blood sugar imbalance is a physiological stress load. Uh, Financial uh, uh, worries uh, is a physiological stress load. Uh, Too much computer use and sitting at the computer is a physiological stress load. So um, it's imperative that I assess uh, someone's um, stress load first and then I can uh, work to make diet and lifestyle uh, uh, recommendations and write programs for people. And then uh, his, o- his other thing is, you know, working in versus out. Uh, he's the biggest strength training coach in the world, Paul Check, and, you know, his clients include Laird Hamilton and, you know, uh, Danny Way. You know, he's rehabbed more medically retired athletes, uh, than anyone else on, on on the face of the planet, and Danny Way in, included and a lot of motocross stuff. So he's a force to be reckoned with, and people think he's the big exercise guy, but he, here's the thing. If your body's stressed and you're in the gym trying to do more stressful, biggest loser-type exercise, you're only stressing yourself out more. And you may burn some calories, but you're not going to lose the weight because your body's stress response to, to gain weight. So working in is uh, his terminology, and he has zone exercises I can walk people through or very simple Tai Chi exercises that anyone can learn. And so those are the systems that I work, and it allows me to take all my knowledge and experience from traveling around the world and working with herbs and all that stuff, and it allows me to work uh, with systems to to help people get at the root, mental, emotional, spiritual uh, aspect of the imbalances that are happening in their
0: life. Very cool. And, yeah, that's a good point, too, because for the listeners, if you look up Paul check online, I mean, the guy, I don't know, do you know how old he is right now? I have no idea. He's, he's probably... Like 50,
1: 53, I think.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, he he's built like a Marine. I mean, its you don't see people like him every day. And uh, so, obviously, you know, he practices what he preaches. And just like you said, as far as stress is concerned, if you have things in your life that are stressing you or holding you back, you're not gonna, going to kind of reach your full potential. Um, I found out recently I had a bunch of parasites, and I was trying to build muscle, and that was an uphill battle for sure. The parasites are eating all, these nutri- all this nutrition and uh, sugars and all these things that uh, could be going to build muscle. So um, very insightful information, very cool, very holistic. Um, and I have one more question for you. One of the cool things I like about the work that you do is you kind of explore the fields and realms of consciousness, health, and the environment. You really understand the importance of the environmental health and how that impacts us. Can you talk a bit about why the environment is so important and why that is something that directly impacts our health? Yeah,
1: man. That's like my favorite topic.
0: <laughs>
1: so awesome. I am... I am a save the world, save the planet guy, you know, as much as people like to say, oh, the planet doesn't need saving. Whatever semantic BS that people want to say, it doesn't matter. The world's in a very precarious place. Here's the thing, guys. We are the environment. We are nature. We are in a symbiotic relationship with the earth. If you look at the hemoglobin in plants and the, the, the structure inside of a, a leaf, It matches the the structure in in our vein structure, in in river veins in the Amazon. These things are all uh, symbiotically uh, related. Uh, So uh, I am only as healthy as my environment, meaning if through the use of petrochemicals we're, uh, uh, you know, destroying our waterways or any kind of fossil fuels with fracking, uh, the pollution from diesel engines and, 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 and leaded gasoline from the 70s going into the atmosphere. Uh, these things are choking us. They're choking our waterways. They're choking our airways. They're choking the earth. It's, it's, it's you know, messing up the earth. And, you know, is, is this the truth? Well, look what's happening. Looking, look at all the degenerative diseases that didn't exist uh, before And so it's very important that once you are healthy, that you advocate for a healthy world. And uh, you advocate, you know, respecting the earth and respecting the human is basically virtually the the, the same thing. Uh, If we don't have uh, the environment, we don't have life on earth. So it's up to us to support that which supports life on earth if you want your genetic expression to be expressed at the highest potential. Otherwise, the way we're headed, statistically, it looks like we are annihilating the human species on the planet. We're killing about 137 species a day in the Amazon. Uh, You've got Arctic ice melting. You've got all sorts of serious issues on the planet. But the bottom line is, is whether you think global warming or anything, just look up in the skies. What are those crazy patterns that those airplanes are dropping? What kind of chemicals are those that are, that are coming out? Even if it's airplane pollution and not the conspiracy theory of, of chemical trails, which I think they totally are, I'm looking at them right now, it's, it's disgusting. We're choking our own airways. If you don't have air, you die within five minutes. Hello? If, if, huh. if you don't have water, you, 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 you die within three days. If you don't have food, you die within about 40 days so it's just, these are the most important things air, water, and soil and if you're not making a stand for that which supports life on earth, you don't deserve to be on the planet that's that's my That's my humble opinion. I could like quote papa Joe uh, as, as a as a as a as a parting uh, uh, words here, but he said his grandfather told him, and this is the great Maori shaman, and I saw this brother heal many, many people cancer uh, birthing and fertility issues. The guy was powerful. He said, his grandfather told him, if you're not creating a legacy for the benefit of your grandchildren's grandchildren, then you're wasting other people's oxygen.
0: Huh. It's true. It's very true. Great way to end it, Troy. I appreciate your time. And just like you said, water, air, soil, if we can't have those pure and healthy and clean, then we aren't going to uh, be able to survive, let alone thrive, on this beautiful planet. Uh, where can our listeners find you? More information about you, your coaching, your just you, where where are you at online?
1: Yeah, um, you can find me on the internet everywhere. Google Troy Casey Certified Health Nut. I got Facebook. I'm on Twitter as Mr. Health Nut. YouTube Certified Health Nut. Uh, I've got a lot of content on YouTube. Uh, My website, certifiedhealthnut.com, I've got an email list. You can sign up there. Um, I'm not even sending out emails right now, but eventually I, I, I will. I can communicate with people there. But definitely my Facebook is one of the number one ways to connect with me and One of the things I really like to talk about on social media is free energy because we've got to get beyond oil. We've got to get beyond fossil fuels. Humanity needs to be set free and and not stay addicted to the grid, which is connected to the banking system, which is connected to the agribusiness system, which is connected to the drug system and the medical system. All these systems are intertwined with the oil top down. So we've got to get off oil. So talk about free energy. Watch the documentaries on Nikola Tesla and his life. It's very important, guys.
0: Very cool. And use beeswax candles instead of using uh, switching on those light switches every once in a while. It's a good way to save money, and it adds a little bit of uh, romance to your daily life. <laughs> so uh, yeah. thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, Troy. I appreciate it. Uh, I'd encourage all the listeners to like his Facebook page. He shares some. whoops, sorry about that. Package. Uh, he shares some great stuff on his uh, Facebook page. And uh, one more thing to the listeners make sure to watch the Epic Appeal to Awaken Consciousness on YouTube. Honestly, man, that's one of my favorite videos that you have out there online, just the uh, the raw passion and the, uh, the 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 raw message. So um, thanks a lot for your time, and uh, we'll hopefully have you again on the podcast in the future. Wow, thanks so much, Dave. It was a pleasure, man. Awesome. Take care. Okay, brother. Bye. And we'll wrap the show with that, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Healthy, Wild, and Free podcast. If you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, make sure to go to healthywildandfree.com. Enter your name and email on the right-hand side of the website, and you'll be updated with future podcasts, interviews, videos, all this type of information. And also make sure to subscribe to the Healthy, Wild, and Free podcast in iTunes. Uh, That way you'll be updated with the episodes automatically, and you'll be able to listen to them on your smartphone, your iPod, your tablet, your computer, laptop, whatever, or wherever you want to listen to the episodes. Thanks a lot for your time. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care and have a good day.